You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all, the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is to have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I just want to say it feels so good. Sit down, record a podcast. I feel like I say this a lot every time I take like the most minimal break. (laughs) But if you guys didn't already know, I launched Savvy and Seductive CEO and we had our first couple weeks and we're now on week three. And I have just been kind of really just soaking in all the juice and the goodness because I just bring the most beautiful people together. I'm just going to claim that. Like I feel so lucky that the people that find me and my work, we're just, mm, we're just in it. I love the people in the group and You know, I want to sit here and be like, I'm so lucky, but also, you know, like patting myself on the back here, giving myself credit of like, I created this and this is why I share all this with you as well, because I want you to be able to create this. I want you to like feel so good about like, oh, I feel so lucky, but then you get to kind of have that, that reassurance of like, no, like I created this. I get to give myself credit and I just feel so good. So I've just been really kind of sitting in that um, and like let like really just soaking that in because I think I have a tendency, I'm trying to break my own patterns, the tendency of like onto the next thing. And I think it can be so powerful to kind of integrate and like digest the things that are going on and really just live it up for a minute, like really just soak it in and live it up and find that gratitude. So that's my invitation to you. If you are kind of feeling that you are jumping from one thing to the next, really let yourself just be in it for a second, right? And even when things are not the most ideal or you hit the highest goal that you set for yourself, like just really grounding into the gratitude that you feel like you can find, you know? And so for me in this launch, I just have been meeting the people inside the container. I've just been really like getting to know them. And it's just so cool to be like, wow, like this is it these are my people. I I just love it so much. And after being a business owner for so many years and having so many moments where I felt like, oh, that stickiness of like, 
misaligned clients or mismatched clients and now just fully being in my like authenticity as a leader, right? And being able to see the benefits of that, seeing the results of that, right? And the the t- twists and turns and the things I had to tweak to get to this point. And so now I'm just it, it's one of those moments where it's like, now you get to just be like, yeah, this is, this is working. This is where it's really working. Right. Um, and then now it's like, let's just maximize this. Let's just go deeper into this. So I feel like you guys are watching me go through this season of deepening now, and it's just so cool to kind of share that with you. all. So anyway, just wanted to talk about that. It has been a minute because I've just been digesting all of this. So for today's episode, we're asking the question of like, are you qualified, quote unquote. And as I was writing out the notes for this episode, there is just, we go a little deep. Okay. So if you're along for the ride and you want to talk about how society and all of these pieces and being a woman in our society has really played a role into how we view being qualified or an expert or a leader, and you are in for it, um, this is going to be a really fucking good episode (laughs) for you. And I think that there are so many nuances to being qualified. And unfortunately, in our culture, we've just had this very narrow mindset. Now, On the other hand, I don't think like this isn't a bad question to ask. I think that part of the things in coaching is that we have kind of swung a little too far off the off the other end because it is an unregulated industry. We really have to check ourselves. Right. And this can create a lot of gray area for who is qualified, who is not, right? Because a lot of systems in our society are very cut and dry, right? It's like you're either qualified or you're not. And usually who determines that qualification is like a piece of paper or an institution or a, you know, whatever that may be, right? There are these like regulations, right? Because when I was, for example, on a much smaller scale, when I became a cosmetologist, I had to go through those 1600 hours of hands-on schooling, working on clients. And then I had to go take a test, right? And then even then it, there is this gray area of like, you know, the state says I am qualified to work on people, but am I qualified to be a good stylist, right? Because there are so many other components that are not regulated in the hair industry. The only thing that is regulated of like, are you going to harm someone else, right? (laughs) Like, are you a public safety issue, right? And even in coaching, we don't really have that kind of checks and balances of like what causes harm and what does not. So I think that in coaching specifically, we have gone too far off the other side of like, oh, asking if you're qualified just means that that's imposter syndrome and that's something to mindset your way out of. And you guys know I don't really believe in that. (laughs) I think that that's going too far and that's a little bit of bypassing. It's not always imposter syndrome. I think it's good to ask yourself, like, am I truly qualified? And be real with yourself, right? And again, like, we, we don't sit here and go, and on the other end, right? This is the other end, is that because it is unregulated, because there's a lot of gray space, because there's all these, you know, different nuances and, and customizations and just so many things in the coaching industry. It's so wildly and vastly different. And it's still a very new thing. I think we often forget that it's like 10 years old, if that, and we often forget that we're still kind of learning. We're still kind of learning as an industry 
where does this, where do we really fit in? How does this really work out? All of those things. Now, you know, on the other hand, it's like, we don't want to, we don't really go like, okay, maybe I can perform brain surgery or maybe I can be a therapist and do therapizing, therapizing things (laughs) in the coaching industry or claim that I am this therapist, right? When that's not the reality, right? Because those titles have very specific regulations, right? You have to follow a certain system in our society to fit that criteria to become that. So again, I don't think that us kind of checking ourselves in the coaching industry is a bad thing. I think that that's actually very healthy, finding that balance. However, on the other hand, if we are doing this from a place of like, I am never qualified, and you're always just asking yourself this question, and you take on certification after degree, after experience, after all of these things, and you're consistently like trying to get all the teachings, trying to get all the trainings, maybe this question is no longer serving you, right? Because if it's keeping you stuck in this cycle of like just bringing in more all the time, that's not really necessarily a question of qualification at that point, right? Um, Maybe that's more so a question of like, am I actually integrating the things that I'm learning? Am I actually taking the time to facilitate things like this? Am I getting hands-on experience or am I just continuing to like bring in more knowledge and I'm not really retaining anything, right? So this is what we're going to be talking about today is really dissecting this a little bit deeper. And so that way you can have a little bit more information to make a decision on whether or not you are qualified or not, whatever that means to you. And I will say that I think we need to give ourselves a lot of fucking grace when it comes to this, because being qualified has had such a narrow view in our culture. And we have to be able to just give ourselves a lot of grace because we're always learning and you're never, if you are waiting for this like epitome of expert and perfectionism and you think that that the way to do that is through a bunch of degrees and certifications, I'm going to tell you right now that is not the path to go down. That will create way more problems and way (laughs) more um, debt and all of those things. And that is when we're stuck in this stagnancy and we're not actually moving the needle forward and we're not actually getting the experience. You can still be a student. You can still be learning something new and be an expert in like the things that you've already done. I think both of those things can exist. But unfortunately, we've been told you're either a student or you're the teacher. You can't be both. And it's just not the truth, right? So the first thing that I really want to invite you into is decide on your next steps. Do you actually need more training? And I really believe that this is kind of corporate culture at its finest. (laughs) Even if you've never worked a corporate job, like being an expert and having certifications and degrees is just really overvalued in our society. And I'm not speaking ill about certifications. I know that that may be kind of where (laughs) you're like, okay, I get it. You don't like degrees. That's not the truth. I personally do not have a degree, right? But Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong, but at the same time, I really question, like, why is it that someone who has had a marketing degree, let's say, 
and has done four years and got the whole college marketing degree, but has never really had any hands-on experience doing it, has never worked with clients, has never ran a marketing campaign, why are they seen more qualified as someone who has been doing this hands-on marketing, working with clients, getting results, seeing what worked and what didn't work? On paper, we just naturally believe that this person with the marketing degree is more qualified than somebody who has gotten real tangible results because of our culture. And I think that this is also supremacy culture, um, which we all are a part of, we are all living in, and it's not inherently our fault. But I do believe it is our responsibility, especially as business owners who desire to have success, to, who desire to kind of question these narratives and challenge these systems in our society, we have to really decide, like, is this actually benefiting us or keeping us stuck? I think it's our responsibility to challenge these beliefs, right? And supremacy culture just always says that we need to outsource who we are and what we believe to be true to someone else who seems more qualified or deserving or a leader or more empowered. So I guarantee you that you probably know way more than you think. And supremacy culture loves to tell us that we don't know enough and that we will never know enough and that we should always be outsourcing our inner knowing to someone else, that we don't know what we are doing. So we need to consistently outsource that. And that is just not the truth, right? So the first step to, I think, having enough information around the question of being qualified. You guys have no idea. I have so many conversations with other coaches. A lot of my clients come to me with this and they are telling me the certifications that they are going through. And they're like, you know, I just really don't even resonate with this. What they're asking me to do just seems wrong. It seems kind of sleazy. It seems all those things. And like, they almost cannot question it because they need that certification. They almost have to kind of play the game until they're out of and have retained the certification that they get to kind of do their own thing. And I often question like, is this really a true benefit, right? If we are just going through these systems and then going like, yeah, but like I would never actually do it this way. <laughs> you know, I would never actually, you know, like stay this neutral when it came to my client, um, all of those pieces, like, is this actually benefiting us? Is this worth our time and money to really invest in? Now, again, you need to put on your own lens here and see what's going to work best for you. Because again, supremacy culture, um, do not just listen to me <laughs> and take it as gospel. Do what is going to best be best for you and your situation and where you want to go and your goals and the steps you need to take for that, right? I'm more specifically talking about things that are a bit more gray, right? Okay. So this is where we get to really embrace the gray, which is a huge piece is embracing your natural gifts, which again, we don't really hold as highly in our culture because it may not be seen as more profitable in our system. And meaning more profitable for corporations, let's be honest. Um, and I do think that it's so interesting to me because I think that in our culture and society, if we just like let people be more in their natural gifts and, you know, even from, let's say we still have corporations and we still have all these things and like 
in our corporate culture, let people have embrace more of their gifts and lean into that and move them through, um, you know, different areas that they feel like would be the most beneficial to them. I feel like corporations would be more profitable. Not only would people feel more valued, they would have probably a better work-life balance. They would be more leaned and attuned to the things that come easy and natural to them instead of trying to push always against the grain and trying to be somebody that they're not, right? Um, Not only will they feel more nourished and lit up, but then they will work better right? Um, they will, we will be able to lean more into their gifts and their natural abilities. And so therefore it's like, yeah, it just, everything feels a little bit more effortless. And I think that if we just let that happen, we could have this beautiful ecosystem that could be way more profitable, but instead what does the supremacy culture do? Supremacy is that they have to hold the power. These CEOs, these people, these corporations, they have to hold the power. So therefore, um, if in order to, instead of this being more of a collaborative space that could actually benefit everybody, they much rather have it benefit just them and suppress everybody else, right? They value power more than profit, honestly. Let's be honest. Not only are they are, yes, insanely profitable, like, you know, we're looking at Jeff Bezos here. Um, we're looking at you, asshole. Um, but <laughs> but you know, they value at this point, like, yes, they are profitable because they're exploitative. And then at the same time, it's why are they doing it that way? Because they want power. So all this to say, we suppress our natural gifts because we've been told again and again and again and again and again that these systems, from these systems, that our natural gifts are just not profitable and therefore useless in our culture and non or non-existent, right? We don't give ourselves time and space to really explore these sides of ourselves and really value things that may come naturally to us because in our culture, it's seen as not profitable, so therefore not worthy. So therefore, we might not even see what is right in front of us. We might not even see what comes naturally to us because we don't value it, because our culture doesn't value it. So you are not special. <laughs> All the people that you see that are getting paid to be themselves get paid to lean into their gifts. And instead of take, seeing this and taking this as evidence that you can also have that, you say, no, but I'm the exception. I'm the special one. I don't get to have this. I am not gifted. Yes, you are. You are not special when it comes to this. We all have our natural gifts, but and again, at the same time, if you're feeling like, I don't even know what this is, I don't even know what that looks like, that is not your fault. That is not your fault. But again, it's your responsibility to find that space if you want to embrace this more, which I know if you're listening to this, you probably do. Corporate culture also tells us that, especially as women, that we need to prove ourselves or fight for the seat at the table. You, and usually we're fighting other women <laughs> um, and we kind of fight for this like one space because only women can have only limited numbers of space at the table. And I think that this really breeds in bleeds into the coaching industry, even though I would say that it is more women dominated um, because hello, <laughs> I think women finally are getting paid for the emotional labor and their gifts their innate wisdom as women that they naturally have been doing for centuries. Um, and we kind of lost our way along the way. Right. And, but those beliefs 
still creep in. And we still have these moments of comparison, especially towards other women. And again, like women in the coaching industry, it's highly saturated with a lot of women. Um, so therefore we kind of fall into these like comparison traps instead of seeing like the coaching industry as abundant and seeing that we can also have it too. And that just because they are naturally gifted doesn't mean that we also are not natural, right? Like just because they also, they have natural gifts doesn't mean that that takes away our gifts and what our clients really are craving from us. Right. And women do so much unpaid labor and these things are not really seen as worthy contributions to our society. They are still seen as less, even though when we think about these more traditional, you know, quote unquote roles that a lot of women are still playing, that a lot of women are still in this. It's just like cooking, cleaning, things that are like innate to our survival. We have somehow along the way been told that's not worthy. (laughs) okay, (laughs) like, I'm sorry, last time I checked, um, eating's pretty important. (laughs) And not just eating, but eating like a beautiful cooked, home cooked meal. I mean, gosh, anyway, I'm going on a tangent at this point. So I gotta stop myself. (laughs) So, so are we surprised that as women, it is hard to price ourselves? And that, and to really ask to be highly compensated for the work that we are already naturally doing? and our innate gifts, and the emotional labor that we just naturally do. So honestly, I say this in all of my programs, because the hustle of our culture tells us that if it's not hard, if we aren't depleted, then we aren't worthy, then it's not worth it, then we cannot charge something that feels easy to us. If my work comes naturally to me, and feels easy to me, then why should I charge so much? So here's why. (laughs) Because what you have, this innate ability, cannot be taught. Your innate wisdom, your lived experiences, all the things that have led you to this work of being able to facilitate and transform other people's lives that I know you probably take for granted, honestly, not necessarily people's lives, but like the knowledge that you have, you probably take it for granted because it comes so naturally to you. This amount of knowledge and knowing would take someone else years to cultivate and master. So not only can it not be taught, it really cannot be repeated. I want to say this one more time because I really want this to sink in. You deserve to get highly compensated for your natural gifts because it cannot be taught and it cannot be repeated. That means that you are naturally unique. You are naturally unique. So we all have our own gifts, but we let ourselves block them because it doesn't fit into this very small box that society has like deemed quote unquote acceptable. So the easiest way to like really cut off this flow of wisdom and insights and experience is by outsourcing your power into more and more and more and more certifications and degrees and all of those things. So if you are a chronic certification collector, (laughs) I ask you, when will it be enough? And you might go, oh, I just need this one thing and then I'll be done. Then I'll be done. Is this true? Did you say that last time? 
the last time you got a certification or you invested in a huge um, training or whatever it may be, right? And how often are you really taking the time to integrate and put into practice? I think experience is way more valuable than knowledge, than just continuing to intake knowledge. And this is why in my private coaching specifically, I don't throw knowledge at my clients. I really help them to find their own answers based off of their own lifestyle, based off of their own gifts. And I help them customize it and work it for them. Because that's really where the true transformation comes. It's not just by me spewing knowledge at you or giving you the answers of what I think I would do or whatever. Because at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. That's not why you're paying me. That's not why my clients pay me. My clients pay me because they want to be able to find their own answers. They want to be able to have that person that's going to help facilitate that next move for them. Not just to tell them like, well, this is what you should do. This is the framework, right? Because at the end of the day, my frameworks and my strategies and all of those things are, yes, very valuable. But if they aren't working for you and your lifestyle and who you are as a person, then guess what? We're going to try something different. I'm not so attached to these things, these teachings, right? Because I trust that I have so much knowledge to then help cultivate that for you, right? The knowledge can only go so far, but you always being able to tune into your own voice and decide what is going to be best for you in that moment, that that's a skill you can take to the bank, right? Because huge theme here is trust. Trusting that you know enough, that you know yourself, and that trusting that you also can integrate your knowledge and that you've practiced this. And that's something that that I personally really value over the degree and the certifications, right? And so if you're finding yourself, I, I, I know I've said a lot in this podcast, but like, if you find yourself like in the fear of like, what if somebody asks me this? I don't have a degree. I don't have this. I don't have that. I want to say that first off, nobody will truly ask you wh- what makes you qualified. If they genuinely ask you, right? Because you may get this question. I've gotten this question from like, you know, TikTok comments, basically, which is basically usually people challenging people just trying to be like, prove yourself to me, which is not the energy that you necessarily always want to meet. So if they are genuinely asking you this question, it doesn't make it wrong, right? But it does mean that they are trying to find safety, usually. They have put their safety into a piece of paper or a certification or any of those things. And again, it's not bad or wrong. It's just because we are all drinking the water of our environment, of everything that we've talked about in this podcast, right? And what they really are seeking is reassurance and safety and trust. So this is really an invitation. If you fear this question, this is an invitation to ground into your knowledge and really sink into the belief that that's enough. Let it be enough. Let your lived experiences be enough, right? You do not need to go and seek after all these titles. Let the work that you're already doing be enough. And not even just in what you're helping facilitate for clients, but also in the knowledge of the things that you've integrated and transformed in your own life. 
So that is my invitation to you. I feel like I've said a lot in this podcast episode, and this might be a podcast episode that you want to put on repeat. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what you value most. You have to decide to trust yourself and then also trusting that like, hey, it might be time for a certification or it might be time for that, right? It might be time to start to integrate more. It might be time to have a new training and to be learning, right? You can still learn while also be an amazing facilitator and expert and, you know, coach in your industry, whatever that may look like. So that is my invitation is that do not get stuck in this very limited corporate culture. And I would really invite you to start unraveling and deconditioning all of those pieces because that's really what's going to bring you success in the long term. So if you like this podcast episode, um, you know where to find me, you know where to share it, leave a rating and review and come work with me. Come work with me. If this is something that you are craving and the type of support that you are craving, come work with me. I have spots available currently for one-on-one clients, but that's, you know, obviously I take on a very limited amount. So now is your time to claim that space. Okay. So I love you guys sending you so much good energy for the week and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind the scenes trainings. If you're ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.